Good morning, K Chapel. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome, welcome. God is great and greatly, greatly to be praised. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Won't you join me now for a moment of prayer as we invite and invoke the very presence and spirit of our blessed Lord into this house. Oh God, all glory, all honor, and all praise belong to you. Lord, we ask that you prepare us now through the active presence of your spirit to come before you rightly. Enlighten our understanding, purify our every desire, quicken our wills, and strengthen every right purpose within us. Move in this house this morning, O oh God. Anoint us afresh for kingdom service. Let there be no hindrance to our worship, no distraction in our praise, no hesitation to give you the hallelujahs. Direct this hour of worship to the magnifying of your name and to the enduring good of us, your children, as your servants. We ask these in all things through our Savior, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen and amen. God bless you. God bless you. Won't you stand to your feet? We welcome you to these 8 o'clock services. This is the day that the Lord has made. We are rejoicing and we are glad in it. We also welcome our live streamers. Thank you for worshiping with us. Make sure that you share on social media that you're watching K-Chapel. Invite your friends to come and worship with us now. This is Communion Sunday and on this Sunday we commemorate the sacrifice of our Savior but we celebrate the love of our God. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believes in him to not perish but have everlasting life if you love him why don't we declare it this morning we love him and we need him won't you keep standing as the praise team leads us now simple song says you're all i need let your river flow through me come on you're all, you're all I need. every breath you breathe
we come thanking you this morning for a mindset to come back to the house of prayer. Father, we lift you up this morning because you've been so good to us, not because we've been so good. Thank you for your grace and mercy, Father. For another week's journey, Father, that was harder for some than for others, but you brought us all through. And one thing we know, Father, that we can all depend on you. You said you'd never forsake us or leave us. And Father, we believe that and we feel that. And through our worship this morning, we hope to express that. Father, without you, we're nothing. And with you, everything can be done. And we come this morning just giving you the praise. Yes. Father, remembering those who are sick, Father. We're lifting them up this morning. For the, Father, for those who are shut in, we ask that you touch them this morning. Father, we pray for the one who will bring your word this morning. And that it will be inspiring to our hearts and our souls and our minds. That we be set a fire, Father to do your will right now father just bless us that we may bless you these prayers we ask yes. in jesus name amen yes as you continue to stand we want to invite the worshipers and the best of you come on in and get in on this worship experience we've come to give him glory this morning amen yes. we've come to give him honor and we've come to give him praise amen Amen, amen, amen. We want to go deeper into our worship experience. In order to do that, in order to do that, you, you can't look at your neighbor. You can't concentrate on what's going on with them. You got to now focus on God. You got to forget about everything that's going on and everything that bad that happened this week. You got to forget about yourself, the word says. Concentrate on him and worship him. Anybody want to give him the glory this morning? Anybody want to worship him this morning? Praise team, lead us in a worship. deserve honor this morning. You deserve everything I have. Glory this morning because you deserve it. Glory. 
Hallelujah. Won't we say this together? That I may know him and the power of his resurrection. Amen. 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 There's power, I believe, in the blood. Does anybody still believe it this morning? There's power, wonder-working power, soul-saving power, sin-washing power in the blood of the Lamb. Won't you remain standing? Minister of Music, won't you lead us?
there's power. Come on, y'all, let's have church. There's power, 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 wonder-working power in the, in the blood of the Lamb. There is power in the precious blood. Oh, there is, there is power, power. It's in the blood. to sign up for the summer reading program. The program will take place here at K June 24th through the 28th from 8 a.m. to 12 noon. Sign up in the Old Fellowship Hall or via the K Chapel app. All youth ages 6 and older are invited to participate in the upcoming General Missionary Baptist State Convention. The convention will be held July the 23rd through the 25th and there are multiple opportunities and ways in which you can participate. Registration is however required and will close on June the 30th. Please see Sister Demetria Young our Sister Margaret Williams for additional information and registration. Our very own Miss Kate Chapel and Miss Jackson District Rose Kenya Johnson will compete for the title of Miss Young People's Department on Wednesday, July the 24th. You may support Kenya by stopping by the Old Fellowship Hall and purchasing a lucky ticket to win an awesome household supply basket. The donation is only $5, however, you get three entries to win with that donation and the winner will be announced on Sunday. July the 21st. You may also choose to simply make a monetary donation. Either way, we thank you in advance for your continued support and prayers. Best wishes, Kenya. We know you're going to represent us well. For more information, please see Sister Lenita Ballou or Sister Valtricia Austin. Be sure to keep all these dates in mind and please be sure to check your bulletins and the bulletin boards for additional announcements and upcoming community events and to share your ministry news with the K Chapel family. 
Would you also send an email to kchapelannouncements at yahoo.com or you can go to the Submit Info tab on the KChapel app. But be sure to get your announcements in by noon on Tuesday of each week. Amen. Amen. We ask that you keep the just made announcements in mind and certainly govern yourselves accordingly. We want to thank you for your prayers. Uh, many of us are fresh back from Baltimore, Maryland, uh, where we held, uh, where the National Baptist Convention held its Congress of Christian Education uh, for this year. And Kay Chapel was represented by, I guess, about what, 12, 15 people. So is that right? About 15 people. We thank God for your, uh, the delegates who represented us and thank God for you participating uh, in that wonderful educational experience. We thank you, Kay Chapel, for your prayers while we were away. And while we were away, Kay Chapel was doing some amazing things. Some amazing things. I got word, I got word, and I, maybe you got the slide, I don't know if you have the slide, but I got word that one of our own young, young, young adults, I was about to say young people, she's not a youth anymore, but young adults, uh, Olivia Sims Jones has published uh, a new children's book. Amen. She's published a new children's book. Amen. I don't know if you got a picture of it or not, but if not, the title of the book is I Want a Friend. There's, that's, that's the daddy right there. He's smiling right there. Uh, but but the, the name of the book is I Want a Friend. I understand that the, that the uh, message of the book is about a, a young boy, a kindergartner, who, who has, a, a special, has a disability, I believe, of some type. And, and he wants the children in his classroom to understand his disability. But even more than that, they, he wants them to be his friend. And, and this talks about how to develop friendships, how to look and see things and see people for who they are and not for their disabilities. And so we thank God. We thank God for that. Amen. Is Olivia here this morning? Is Olivia here? She's, she's not here this morning? She'll be at 11. Amen. I understand you can get that book on Amazon. You can go to Amazon and you can order it on Amazon. It's $9.99 uh, and it teaches vocabulary. It teaches about awareness. And that's by our own Olivia Jones. We got authors all in K-Chapel. I'm looking over here. I remember uh, your daughter wrote a children's book, I believe, last year. Amen. We thank God for Sister Wilson. So K-Chapel is doing wonderful things. We thank God for that. Amen. Amen. I want to remind you also that uh, we will be worshiping uh, with the Cedar Grove Missionary Baptist Church in Pocahontas, Mississippi this afternoon at 3 p.m. for their men's day. I believe this uh, choir will be joining us there. I will be preaching the message, and so we invite each of you to come and share with us as well. Amen. 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 We do have a recognition. Uh, thank you, rather, uh, from uh, Sister Peggy Howard. Uh, to the K Chapel family uh, for remembering them and their family, the Hilliard Moore and Howard families in their time of sympathy. They send thanks. Also, thank yous from Jackie and Ian Jones, as well as the Thickpin and Expos families. Thank you for uh, remembering them in their time of loss as well. Amen. God bless you and God keep you as our prayer. We want to recognize all of our visitors, those of you who are sharing with us. We want you to stand now so we might give you a great big K-Chapel welcome. If you are a first-time guest, won't you stand now? You don't have to say anything, but we do want to see you so you, we can welcome you to these services. All visitors, God bless you. God bless you. Good to see you on this morning. Good to see you. Won't you remain standing? Listen, we're thankful that you're here. Whenever your schedule is allowed, we want you to come back. If by chance you're looking for a church home, we want to do something to convince you that you've just found home. We want to welcome you to K Chapel. This is our fellowship period.
It's summertime. Amen. Amen. Somebody say it's hot, Reverend. It's hot. It's hot. Amen. Amen. One, one other thing that happens during summer, though, here is not only the heat, but the education. We thank God that we have a, a wonderful, robust program for our young people uh, during the summer months, one of which is going to kick off on tomorrow. The summer reading program starts tomorrow for children uh, through, from kindergarten through fifth grade. And so if you have a child kindergarten through fifth grade, they can come here uh, beginning at 8 o'clock, 8, 8 a.m. until 12 p.m. noon. They will be here and engaged in reading uh, on their various levels. Uh, and it's a wonderful program. If children have not registered, Alistair, uh, what, what should they do? To just bring them tomorrow? Is that okay? Okay. Amen. So you can register at the close of this service, or you can just bring them in the morning. Amen. Amen. We want all of our children registered. L listen, do me a favor. Do me a favor. Let's support our own since there's a summer reading program and we know we have two children's authors in here. Amen, somebody. Y'all ain't talking to me. I need somebody, uh, summer reading program people. Let's make sure we order some of these books from, from our own authors and make sure we have them available. Amen. We got two of our authors here. Let's make sure we order those books and have them available on next week as well, th this week as well. Amen. Also, uh, Sister uh, Mamie Henshaw Thomas uh, sends a card thanking the church family uh, on behalf of, of her family and the Tucker family uh, during the loss of her sister. Uh, we thank God for you, and we're praying to continue lift, to lift you up, knowing that God will bless and keep you by his multiplied mercies. Amen and amen. It's now giving time. Amen. Amen. We love to give here at Cade Chapel. I heard one clap. We love to give here at Cade Chapel. Amen. That, man, that sounds a little bit better. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. We do love to give here at Cade Chapel because we know that through our giving, God blesses many people. He blesses the kingdom of God, but he blesses us as well because we are being obedient to his word. We do so in obedience to his word because we love him and he provides so much for us. Amen. 
And so we invite you now to give. Those of you who are watching by live stream, you should see a number on your screen right now. We invite you to text and give to that number as well so that you are participating with us in this worship experience. The ushers are coming. We invite now our tithers to come as we present our tithes and our gifts unto the Lord. And Jacob vowed a vow, saying, If God will be with me and will keep me in the way that I go and will give me bread to eat and raiment to put on so that I come again to my father's house in peace and then shall the Lord be my God. This stone which I have set for a pillar shall be God's house and, uh, and of all that thou shalt give me, I will surely give the tenth unto thee. This is the word of God for the people of God. Praise and glory be to God. Amen.
Heavenly Father, we thank you for all that you have done for us and continue to do for us through the gift of your spirit. You welcome us as part of your family and as members of your household. Help us always to show our gratitude, not only through these gifts, but also through our acceptance of others as a welcoming and loving community of faith. Father, we ask that you will accept this prayer and all that we do in the name of Jesus Christ, who is our Lord and our Savior. Amen. Anybody love to praise him? Anybody really love to praise him? Hallelujah. I love to, I, 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 I love to praise his name. Amen. I say, why you love it so much? Because I know what he's done for me. I know what he's been for me. I know where he's brought me from. I know what he brought me through. I, I know who he fought for me. And I, I know what he put on my table. I, I know what he put on my back. I love to praise him. And, and anytime I get a chance, anytime I get... I wish I had about two or three folk who didn't mind praising him with me. Three or four folk would go on with me. Oh, oh hallelujah, hallelujah. Say I. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, I. Listen, we're, we're so excited to have with us, visiting with us, uh, research training program from UMC, the OHD Pride program. Uh, they are early career faculty from all over the United States. I want to ask them to stand now, uh, those who are visiting with us. If you will stand, let us give you a great big K Chapel welcome. We welcome you to these services. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. Welcome to Mississippi and welcome to K Chapel. Thank you for visiting with us on this morning. I believe we have a special emphasis from the program committee, Deacon Irving. Amen. Won't you, won't you come, Deacon Irving? Amen. Amen. After which, uh, I, I see uh, Brother Wilson is here, Brother Albert Wilson. We want to invite you to come back on the fifth Sunday. I had you scheduled for the fifth Sunday. Uh, on fourth Sunday, we recognize communion, and we try not to have any, any candidates speaking on the fourth Sunday. But for fifth Sunday, you're welcome to return. God bless you.
We have such a great media team that talked about the pastor's anniversary. I really don't feel that I need to say anything. But I'm going to have a few words. What we are doing this year, we are celebrating our pastor's 12th anniversary. 12 years. Let me just say, I had a birthday this week. Well, last week now. And my daughter gave me a beautiful bouquet of flowers. And I said to her, I said, baby, men don't usually get flowers. She said, but daddy, I want you to smell them while you're still here. So what we want our pastor to do is smell his flowers while he's still here. And we're going to do that this year, but again, by doing a small offering. We're not asking for much. We're asking each member to give a minimum of $50 if you can afford it. And I know some members want to give more. And again, this year, our pastor's anniversary is Sunday, July the 28th. That's the fourth Sunday. But two weeks before that, we're going to have what we call Buckley's Night of Stars. We need some participants to register for, this pro for that occasion. Uh, we will be in the back after service this morning at 8 and again after 11. And again, I'm going to ask each member to participate with the program this year. Let's come out. We know our, all our pro uh, programs are held at 11 o'clock, not 8 o'clock. We see the pews are full this morning. On the fourth Sunday, we want you, we want everybody here again. We want the 8 o'clock and the 11 o'clock to show up. So, again, oh, let me ask these beautiful roses to stand up. Would you stand, Sister Buckley? Reverend Buckley? A great team, a great team. And again, let's celebrate them on that fourth Sunday in July. Thank you. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Amen. Thank you for having my rose stand up. Amen. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. <laughs> I still make a blush. I still make a blush. Amen. Amen. Listen, one last thing. I, I, on next Sunday, next Sunday, we will be worshiping uh, with the First New Hope Missionary Baptist Church in Greenville, Mississippi at 3 p.m. So we will have... Uh, an abbreviated service at 11 o'clock so that we can get on the road and get to Greenville. But I need this. I need a favor from you guys. I, I don't want to go up there by myself. I'm going to say it again. I don't wanna, You know, they talk about preachers who go by themselves. Amen. Amen. I, I need some folk to go with me. Hey, I'm going to tell the truth. I'm going to tell the truth. So don't let them talk about your preacher. Amen. I need some folk to go with me. Amen. I need a choir, full choir to be with me. Amen. I need y'all to come on and let's go and worship with them uh, as they celebrate. I need you to come and be with us at three o'clock Green, in Greenville, Mississippi, First New Hope Missionary Baptist Church. God bless you. Our choir is coming now.
My trophies at 
to the old rugged cross. The old rugged cross. Emblem of suffering and shame. Yet I cherish it. Because one day I'll exchange it. For a crown. Amen. Amen. Somebody was trying to figure out who was that new face up there. Y'all didn't recognize me. Who is that fellow? Y'all may not believe it, but that's my college roommate. We, we, yeah, we, we, we met 25 years ago. Amen. As freshmen at Tougaloo. I thought I was something and he thought he was something. And they put us in a room together. <laughs> Amen. And we've been friends ever since. And we thank God that he's with us on this morning. Amen. Amen. We're going to make sure you find a home here too, Carl. Amen. 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 God bless you. Won't you stand and repeat this affirmation with me? I'm about to hear God's holy word concerning my life. My mind is focused. My ears are open. My heart is ready. My soul is thirsty. Now preach, preacher. I'm going to do the best I can. Won't you join me in seeing this passage of Scripture from God's Holy Word in the book of Acts. Acts chapter number 2. These words are recorded beginning with verse number 22. Acts chapter 2 beginning with verse number 22. Men of Israel... Hear these words, Jesus of Nazareth, a man attested by God to you by miracles, wonders, and signs, which God did through him in your midst, as you yourselves also know, him being delivered by the determined purpose and foreknowledge of God, you have taken by lawless hands and crucified and put to death, whom God raised up, having loosed the pains of death because it was not possible that he should be hailed by it. Won't you join me in a moment of prayer, God, our Father, who has called sinful men to speak forth the saving truth of your holy gospel. Help me now to be a faithful messenger to the people with whom you've committed to my charge. Give me honest conviction, clear speech, and a pure intention to thy great glory and the salvation of souls. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord for a few moments. I want to talk from the subject, I still believe. I still believe. Brother Deacons, the world is changing, it seems, daily. We live in a fast-paced culture that sways and shifts with the advancement of new technologies, with the resurfacing of old philosophies, with the promulgation of pop theologies. Seems like the world is constantly changing. The interesting thing, though, is that the longer you live, the more you realize that as much as the world seems to change, you're really just seeing new iterations or new versions of the same old thing. 
I believe that's why centuries ago the writer declared uh, that there's nothing new. I see I got some Bible readers here. And, and so it should come as no surprise when I tell you that Christian doctrine is in need of faithful defenders. For we are living in a day when the doctrines that Christians have believed for over two millennia are being tossed aside as irrelevant and irresponsible teaching in a modern pluralistic society. More and more, church is being asked to loosen its moral grip on human, human interrelations to change its conclusions on biblical revelation and to reconsider its positions on theological interpretations for Christian doctrine as we know it today is charged as being old folk religion as out of step with today's world that values the creation more than the creator it's out of rhythm with the cultural cadence that asserts personal privilege over personal sacrifice. It's out of sync with the digital communities that allow one to live multiple lives and therefore be many things to many people at the same time without ever being fully committed to any one truth, but rather committed to a reality of divided loyalties. And in the face of such pressure, of connecting to a new culture and remaining relevant and not offending anyone's truth or anyone's path or anyone's choices. Christian doctrine is on the chopping block. But what might surprise you preachers is, is knowing who's holding the axe. Because more and more the pressure to assimilate is not a challenge coming from without, but rather it is a charge being pushed from within. As an example, I want to share with you a few quotes from an interview published in the New York Times on April 20th of this year. First, I'll give you the quotes, and then I'll give you the source. Quote number one, I don't worship an all-powerful, all-controlling, omnipotent, omniscient being. That is the fabrication of Roman juridical theory and Greek mythology. Quote number two. I find the virgin birth a bizarre claim. It has nothing to do with Jesus' message. The virgin birth only becomes important if you have a theology in which sexuality is considered sinful. Quote number three, the pervasive idea of an abusive godfather who sends his own kid to the cross so God could forgive people is nuts. Quote number four, I don't believe in a God who, because of prayer, would decide to cure your mother's cancer. And when the interviewer asks the person the question, what happens when, the, when we die, the person gives this answer, I don't know. There may be something. There may be nothing. My faith is not tied to some divine promise about the afterlife. 
Now, the interesting thing is that these responses and this rhetoric is not coming from those who we typically label as atheists or agnostics or unchurched unbelievers, but all of these quotes come from the president of Union Theological Seminary in New York. A seminary president who has degrees from some of this nation's top divinity schools, now leads one of the seminaries, one of, one of this nation's leading seminaries that was founded in 1836 on the infallible word of God says in essence that some of Christianity's basic doctrines are not central at all to faith in Christ or to belief in God. She's not the only one. Another pastor of a prominent Baptist church in New York, Black Baptist Church. Let me quantify that. Qualified, rather. This pastor said, quote, I'm not one of those people. There was a time when people in the pulpit would say, if you don't believe in Jesus, you're going to hell. That's insanity. In many ways, because that's not even what Jesus believed. The key is, do you believe in God? And whatever your path is to God, I celebrate that. End of quote. So even in the church, there is a weakening of theological needs and a buckling on basic doctrine that will certainly create a new shade of faith that resembles the truth and resembles Christianity and resembles godliness, yet as Paul would say, denying the power thereof. So on this communion Sunday, when we come to observe the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord and our Savior, when we gather around this table in remembrance of the atoning blood of our Savior and the redemptive grace of our Father, when we come and practice one of the two ancient ordinances of the Christian faith, I thought I would share with you that in these changing, challenging, and shifting times that your pastor still believes. Call me old. Call me outdated. But I still believe. Call me unenlightened or uninformed, but I still believe. It might seem out of date and out of touch, but I still believe. I still believe that God made man in his own image and after his own likeness. I still believe that God saved the world through the obedience of a man named Noah. I still believe that God spoke to Moses through a bush that burned that would not be consumed. I still believe that the Lord parted the Red Sea and allowed the children of Israel to cross dry on dry ground. I still believe that he blessed Abraham with a son in his old age. I still believe that the Lord split the Jordan River and allowed the children to cross on dry. I still believe that God kept those three Hebrew boys in a fiery fire. I still believe that God kept Daniel in a lion's den. I still believe that he fed Elijah with a raven bird when the brook dried up. I still believe Isaiah's prophecies are true. I still believe. I still believe that God is the almighty father maker in heaven and earth. I still believe in Jesus Christ, the only begotten of the father who was conceived of the Holy Spirit, born of a virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead and buried. I still believe, call it mystical, call it mythical, I call it a miracle that he rose again on a third day Sunday. I still believe. I still believe. I still believe, I still believe what the book says. 
I'm going to tell you why I believe. Three reasons and I'm through. I'm going to tell you why I believe. I believe all of that because of three things that I don't believe. I believe all of that because there are three things I don't believe. Number one, I don't believe that the Bible is just good literature. I don't believe that. I don't believe that the Bible is good literature. There was a time called when we were at Tougaloo, and I was an English major, that I was fascinated with the structure of the Bible. I studied the Bible's structure as literature. You're not praying with me. I was intrigued by the poetry of the Psalms, the imagery of the Song of Solomon, the analogies of revelation as an English major I was inspired by the extended metaphors in John's gospel who records Jesus saying I am the bread of life I am the living water I am the open door I am the good shepherd I am the light of the you remember when he said I am the vine as an English major I read with great interest the anthropomorphic language used to personify God and allow us to know more about him by describing him in terms about us for scripture gives God human emotion describing him as a jealous God. It ascribes to him human actions when it says things like, and the Lord changed his mind. It, it gives him human features when it says, the eyes of the Lord are toward the righteous and his ears are open to them that cry. It intrigued me as an English major. And I enjoyed reading good literature. But, but mothers, one day, I read where Paul said, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. And there was something about that verse that pulled me back and reminded me that this Bible is more than just a good book. It's more than just, I wish I had a witness here. It's more than just good reading and good literature, but it is good for living. It's good, yes, it's more than symbols and symbolism and symbolies, but it contains the way to salvation. It's more than metaphors and meters, but it has a message from God, the Almighty Father. It's more than poetry and parallelisms, but it is the prophetic word of the Lord given to humanity. It's more than just good literature. And this verse makes the point that the Bible is different from any other book written by man yes it's more i say than just good literature but it is the inspired word from god himself yes inspired word given to us that paul says is profitable profitable that means what paul is saying is listen this bible is good for you he says it's profitable. You, you can profit, you can benefit from reading this word. It's, it's not only good to read, but it's good for you. It's not good literature, it's good living. Wish I had a witness in here. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's profitable. What is it good for? Paul says, it, first thing is good for, it's good for doctrine. In other words, the Bible is good for us to have a solid belief system. You don't need to go through life trying to figure it out when the Bible has told you. He says it's profitable for doctrine. It gives you what to believe. It tells you what is right, what is wrong. It shows you what his will is and what his ways are. You don't have to scratch your head and come up with your own belief system. He gave it to us. And you need to understand this because you cannot build your life on every doctrine. All doctrine is not good doctrine. Wish I had a witness. I really feel, I really feel like preaching. If y'all would let me loose, I really. All doctrine is not good doctrine. J just because it comes from somebody who sounds good doesn't mean it's sound doctrine. Wish I had a witness in here. Just, just because they can string a few impressive words together and have a few letters behind their name does not mean that what they're teaching is sound. Doctrine, I just read you some quotes and from a woman who has degrees from everywhere, but her beliefs are not sound doctrine. This word is good for doctrine, it's what we can build our lives upon. And I know it's controversial in this culture to say, but everything is not right. Everything does not work. Everything will not last. And every God will not save. You're not praying with me. I say every God. Don't look at me funny. I'll say it again. Every God will not save. I don't know who I'm talking to this morning. Every, for, for I heard my Lord say, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Now, if you can't stand on that, quit being a weak-kneed Christian and, and get some backbone. I am the way, Jesus said, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father That don't mean you have to stop being friends with folk who don't believe what you believe, but you ought to be sure of your own beliefs and be able to stand up for what you believe unashamedly, unabashedly, and no. My Savior says, the God of the Bible says, I am the way. The truth and the life, no man comes to the Father but by me. While a lot of contemporary theologians want to make that verse mean something other than what it says, I believe that Jesus says this so that in the end we would have good doctrine. Good doctrine. The Bible is not only good for good doctrine, but this verse says it's good for reproof and correction. I believe this is why a lot of people want to take the Bible just as a good book and read it just as good literature. Because when you start accepting it as the inspired word of God, then that has far-reaching implications. 
when it's not just a book written by men, but it's a book penned by the Holy Spirit himself. That begins to have deeper implications for how I interpret it. And so when it says things, watch this, that rubs up against me the wrong way, then because it wasn't just written by man, but inspired by God, I have to give that a little more weight. Y'all ain't talking to me in here. Because it's not self-help, but it's Holy Spirit guided principles, then I have to live by it and have a little more gravity to what it says. Y'all not talking to me in here. What are you saying, preacher? I'm saying that when I read things about how I can live and how I cannot live, that those things are not up for debate. I don't try to make the Bible conform to me. But I've got to conform. Y'all getting closed up here. I don't, I don't try to make the Bible fit how I live. But I got to fit. I don't try to make the Bible all right with what I do, but I got to get all right with what the Bible says. Oh, I wish I had a witness in here. Because why? Because this is God's holy inspired. I know, I know I'm offending somebody right now. You say, that old outdated preacher, that's all right. I still believe. 46 years old, I still believe. I still believe that his word is true. And I still believe what Jesus says. That not one jot or tittle of his word will pass away. I still believe what Isaiah said. The grass withers. The flower fades. But the word of God, it ain't going nowhere. The word of God will last forever and ever. So I don't believe, the reason I do believe is because I don't believe that the Bible is just good literature. I believe it is the inspired word of God. Second reason I still believe is because I don't believe that the apostles were great liars. I don't believe. I don't believe the apostles were great liars. The apostles began preaching openly after the resurrection of Christ. And you remember that their preaching was done at great risk. They were jailed, they were beaten, they were threatened, and they were killed. And they, were, they suffered all of this persecution because they wouldn't stop preaching Jesus. That's the only, if they had just stopped, Calling his name. Well, 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 my Lord. 
everything would have been all right. But they remain steadfast in preaching that Jesus is the risen Lord. That's what Peter's sermon in this text is about. It's his first sermon, his trial sermon, you might say. And he's preaching his first sermon. And he says in our text, Jesus of Nazareth, the man attested by God to you by miracles, wonders, and signs which God did through him in your midst. As you yourselves also know him being delivered by the determined purpose and foreknowledge of God, you have taken by lawless hands and crucified and put him to death, whom God raised up, having loosed the pains of death because it was not possible that he should be held by it. Peter is boldly preaching this. But 50 days earlier, he was too scared to say in public. 50 days earlier, he would not even admit that he knew who Jesus was. And, and yet, after the day of Pentecost, or upon the day of Pentecost, Imbued with the power of the Holy Ghost. Old scared Peter gets a backbone and stands up and starts preaching. Jesus Christ. And look, and he doesn't just he doesn't do it in general terms. He says, Jesus, you remember the one you crucified. The, the one, the one, the one who you probably could find no fault in and yet you crucified that one. That's the one who you killed and yet death couldn't hold him to the grave. Peter preaches with great boldness and he preaches to the point that the high priests begin to get nervous. And so in Acts chapter 4, uh, it says to further, uh, chapter 4 verse 17, but that it spread no further among the people. The high priests get together and they say, let us straightly threaten, straightly threaten them that they speak henceforth to no man in this name. And they called them and commanded them not to speak at all nor teach in the name of Jesus. But Peter and John answered and said unto them, whether it be right in the sight of God to hearken unto you more than God judge ye for, we cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard. Peter said, listen, do what you need to do to us because Peter me and John he said Peter we got a case that I can't help it I can't help but to tell you what I know for myself he says I can't help but to tell you what I saw with my own eyes I can't help but to tell you what I heard with my own ears I saw the man walk on water I saw the man turn water in the wine. I saw the man open blinded eyes. I saw the man bless bread and make bread come out of bread and fish come out of fish. I heard the man say I am the Lamb of God. I heard him say I am the light of the world. I heard him declare if I be lifted up I'll draw all men unto me. And he said since God gave me another chance I can't help but to tell what I saw and heard for myself. He said, and I can't help it to the fact that if you got to kill me, kill me. 
if you gotta jail me, jail me. If you're gonna beat me, beat me. But I will not close my mouth about who he is because he's been to, I wish I had a witness in this house who would declare God's been too good to me for me to be quiet on him. God's blessed me too much for me to hush up on him. God has brought me out of too much for me not to lift up his name. God, I've seen too much. I've been through too much. He's held me too much. Peter said, do what you got to do because I'm going to keep on preaching. I got a Peter spirit in me this morning because I feel in my heart doing this kind of preaching it'll get you in trouble with some folk doing this kind of preaching will get some folk offended with you doing this kind of preaching will draw the lines on what you believe and what others believe but but I stand declared today do what you got to do because this preacher still believes this preacher is gonna preach the word of God in season and out of season if you like it I'ma tell you if you don't like it I'ma tell you if you go with me I'ma tell you if you stay at home I'ma tell you if you're standing up I'ma preach if you're sitting down I'ma preach because I still believe I still believe that God is good in the storms he's good in the rain he's good in the bad times, he's good. In the good times, he's good. And I will not stop preaching. The name of Jesus. Third thing, and I'm through. Third thing. I'm through. Third thing, and I'm through. Third reason I believe. Third reason, last reason I still believe is because I do not believe that Jesus was a Galilean lunatic. I do not believe that Jesus was a Galilean lunatic. Some, no doubt, through Jesus' ministry, thought he was crazy. Oh yeah. Man comes on the scene from a little town of Nazareth where everybody decided can't nothing worth anything come out of Nazareth and here he is got the gall to say he's the son of God he got to be y'all ain't talking to me a little bit Looney. He, 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 he declares, he declares that if you've seen the son, you've seen the father. How, how, how in the world can a man equate himself to being God? He's got to be a little touched. Y'all ain't talking to me in here. He, he, he said, he said, he said, if you bury me in three days, 
I'll raise myself up again. How in the world can somebody who's been killed and buried get up and walk again? He's got to be out of his mind. And he kept preaching and teaching to the point that even his kinfolk got a little concerned about it. You read it. It's there. It's there. One day Jesus was preaching and, and while he was preaching inside, text says his mother and brothers gathered on the outside because they wanted to have a talk with Jesus. And in the midst of that, when word came to him that his brothers were on the outside, Jesus looked at the crowd and said, who are my brothers? Wish I had some Bible readers in here. Yeah, 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 yeah. They, they thought he was losing his mind because all through the Gospels, you hear Jesus directly or indirectly making divine claims about his identity. He says, I'm the son of God. I'm the son of man. He says he is the giver of eternal life. He says, I'm one with the father. He says, I'm one who forgives sins. He says to a crowd, I am the bread of life. He calls himself the good shepherd. He says, I'm the true vine. He even says, I am the great I am. He says, I'm the giver of living water, the light of the world. He says, I am the future judge, the Lamb of God. He says, I am the baptizer in the Holy Spirit, the door of salvation. He even says, I'm the Savior and the Messiah. That's what Jesus says of himself. Yes. But Jesus was not confused about his identity. He was not disoriented in his thinking. He was not unbalanced in his self-conception. He knew who he was. And I know who he is. And like the old church used to say, you can't make me doubt it. Because I live long enough and I know too much about him. And I stopped by to tell you this morning, I still believe. For I know him to be a bridge over troubled water. I know him to be a buckler and a shield. I know him to be bread for the hungry. I know that he's water for the thirsty. I know that he is a comforter. He's a sustainer. He is a provider. He is a protector. Is there anybody here who can testify this morning that he is a father, but he's also a friend? He's peace for the trouble. He's joy for the broken. He's hope for the desperate. He's strength for the weakened. He's life for the empty. He's a healer when I'm sick. He's a low lifter when I'm burdened. He's a mind regulator when I'm confused. I heard the songwriter say he's a way maker. 
he's a miracle worker he's a promise keeper he's a light in the darkness does anybody know him today I still believe that he's everything I need him all shucks he is joy when I'm lonely he's peace when I'm confused he's light in darkness he's help when I'm helpless he's hope when I'm desperate he keeps me when I can't keep myself is there anybody here who can testify today that God is I say God is God is my all in all oh shucks I say he's my everything he's my everything everything I need him to be my God shall supply I heard the writer say my God shall supply all of my need not some of my need but all of my need when I need a little strength he'll be my strength when I need a little comfort he'll rock me to sleep when I need somebody to fight for me he'll stand up and defeat my enemies when I need a good lawyer he'll represent me in the courtroom when I need a good doctor he'll meet me in the operating room when I need a good therapist grandma Carmen or a mind regulator when I need He is my everything. Everything I need him to be. And I still believe because he's been that and more to me. Claude, he's my everything. I say he's my everything. I say he's my everything. What I need him to be. He is my everything. The doors of the church are open. If you're here this morning, you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. On this morning, I invite you to make Jesus Lord of your life. Let him be this morning your Savior, your Redeemer, your King. The doors of the church are open. If you're here, you're invited to come. If you've already given Lord your life, but you don't have a church home, we invite you to come. God is my everything. Come on and help us sing that cloth. Say God is. God is.
Bless you, God bless you. Representative Clark, God bless you. God bless you. Thank you so very much, church family. I'm coming this morning to ask for your prayer. I have two family members who are suffering cancer. My niece has cancer, and yesterday her daughter was diagnosed with cancer. So I'm just going to ask everybody in the church. To pray for her. I told her last night when I talked to her that I was going to ask my church to pray for her. So that's what I'm doing. I'm asking everybody who think you can get a prayer through to please. Because God is good. God is God and my my mama had cancer when I was fifth grade and God can do things. Then some of you might remember my mama came here till she was 99 years old. He's able. He's able. He's able. He's able. Praying for her. Niece, nieces, nieces, plural. There was another niece that was made known to me earlier this morning, Reverend Harrington, uh, Leroy Harrington. I want you to be in prayer for him as well, uh, who lost his niece uh, this weekend in Atlanta uh, in a car accident. So we want you to be in prayer for him and for that family. 
for these these dear ones. Prayer as well. Prayer as well. Amen. God bless you. Won't you gather now in this time of prayer? Lord God, we come to you this morning, Lord, because we know you're able. I know you're able because you did it for me. Lord God, we ask that you would hear our prayer. Two of your servants have come this morning, one on behalf of nieces, the other behalf of herself and her family father we ask that you would give them what they are asking for lord we know you have healing power when the doctor says no you say yes when people say it can't be done you are a miracle worker and there's nothing too hard for you you can do all things lord this morning we ask that you will do it Answer their prayers, Lord. Have mercy, and we will forever, Lord, give you the praise. For those that are bereaved this morning, Lord, give them strength as we remind them that you're too loving of a God to make a mistake. And we ask that you would do these things in the precious name of Jesus, our Lord and our Savior. Amen. Amen. God bless you. We ask that you now begin preparing your hearts and preparing your minds for this solemn memorial, this meal of common good, meant for the common good of humanity, salvation of souls those who have accepted him as Lord and Savior, those who believe upon him for life eternal, Jesus said, do this in his remembrance. Let us pray. Eternal God, our Father, now we thank you for the sacrificial gift, for your redemptive grace. You loved us so much that you gave us your son. He loved you so much that he died in obedience. And we still believe. We still believe that his blood has soul cleansing power. We still believe you so loved us that you gave your only begotten son whosoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life we still believe that on an old rugged cross you died for us so God as we come now and prepare to take of this bread and drink of this cup sanctify us Purify us. Make us available and worthy vessels for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen.
us break bread together. Let us break bread together on our knees. Let us break bread together on our chance there's anyone with a gluten sensitivity if you identify yourself we do have gluten-free wafers available for you we don't want you to miss out on this lord's supper if you will simply raise your hand you will be served here by deacon mars dixon together.
break bread together. Likewise, he took the cup and blessed it, saying, This is the blood of the New Testament, which is shed for the remission of sin. As often as we do this, we do show forth his death and suffering until he comes again. Let us drink together. They had finished, they sang the hymn and went out into the Mount of Olives. of God and the sweet communion of his Holy Spirit rest, rule, and abide with each of you now, henceforth, and forevermore. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen and amen. God bless you. Go in peace. <laughs>